0: Okay, so uh, what are we going to call this podcast?
1: We don't know yet. It's the podcast without a name.
0: A long time ago, we had a plan for a podcast. Oh, my God. I mean, but we're like,
1: lazy and stupid. A
0: really long time ago, and it was going to be called Loud Neighbors.
1: Yes, let's go with Loud Neighbors. We might as well. What's
0: That's it? what we are. What is it? Even? That's what we literally well, are we right now. We desperately try not to be. We
1: Whatever. So They can't do anything about it. We'd all right, before
0: it. I say anything else... Uh, This podcast isn't about anything. No. On the off chance that anyone who isn't like a personal friend of ours is listening to us, you can stop now. We don't have a subject.
1: But if you decide not to stop, you should probably know that my name is Spike.
0: And my name is Matt.
1: And this is the very first Loud Neighbors podcast.
0: That we're going to release. It'll
1: probably be the last.
0: We... (laughs) We bought these microphones.
1: They're amazing microphones.
0: expensive microphones that we bought specifically uh, to make a podcast.
1: But now we use them to play TF2. Even though we
0: have really nothing to do with them.
1: They're amazing microphones. Except for video games.
0: And we've had them for, like, I think well over a year. When We're I call you names
1: the on the internet, you hear me so clearly now. Yeah. But anyway. That. Anyway, anyway.
0: But we intended them for podcasts. We, and did, like, we did. And we started... Several. Yes. And then something would always happen. Like the phone would ring. Yes. And then we would kind of forget what we were doing. We're like
1: kittens and we're easily distracted.
0: Yeah, I I would have released those anyway.
1: Yes, that's another name for the podcast. Put that on the list, easily distracted kittens.
0: Okay. (laughs) That's a possibility, I suppose.
1: But anyway,
0: anyway. So, yeah, I kind of expect that the only people listening to this are going to be our friends. Yes, but the they're vampires. probably
1: wondering what we're going to talk we're about and vampires. I I want to talk about what we're going to talk about. And you have to understand the thing about Matt is Matt has one perversion and I have another perversion. Whenever he has a Oh, good... I think
0: we both have several, but yeah,
1: but this, specifically the ones that are that are related to this. Um, whenever he sees something that interests him, he thinks, "Oh, would that make a good role playing game or how could i make a role playing game out of this and when i see something that interests me i go ooh i wonder if i could make a comic out of that or would that make a good comic
0: and you've got to already understand at this point that yeah. when we say perversion we mean it a little differently
1: yeah so, so. yeah we don't want to like tie it up in a basement we want to we just have a preoccupation we have lenses through which that's a different
0: which, kind of role playing game
1: yes we have lenses through which we see the world and yeah. and mine are comic colored
0: so yeah it once again, in case somebody other than the Vampire Mystery Club is listening in on this.
1: Those are our friends, the Vampire Mystery Club.
0: Yeah. The uh, the sleep disturbance research group. <laughs> the uh artists the working at working four... Dracula Club, the
1: Yeah. The yeah. Artists basically working at four AM on Keeps hanging on out, out
0: on Google Hangouts. But anyway. In case anyone other than that crowd is listening, When um, Charlie was talking about comics, her thing is Templar, Arizona. Yes. Uh, you guys might... Don't read it. It yet. hasn't
1: updated in ages because I'm working Just on other projects. Search
0: for Templar, Arizona.
1: And Matt's got other stuff, but... Yeah. It's mostly yes. role-playing with friends right now.
0: Yeah. I've got, like, um... I've got one game going on now. He used to have a website, Saturdays. but
1: then he married me and I killed his spirit.
0: I have no idea how right that is.
1: But anyway, this I, the reason I wanted to do this podcast specifically is Matt had a good idea. And I think yeah, yeah I, I, I just want to talk about it before
0: this, this is weird how how much this idea has has apparently taken off with you, yeah um yeah, like this this in this kind of tangentially wasn't even my idea to start with, like mm-hmm. okay, so there's this role playing game forum r p g net that I hang out at a lot,
1: yeah, no kidding like during work constantly, yeah,
0: um because they haven't blocked that yet.
1: That's because no one goes there.
0: Yeah. Well, seriously, that's
1: <laughs> no one like, the, the best work.
0: the best thing for for fun at work yeah. is to find shit that not everyone is into. Yeah. So, you know, obviously they've blocked Twitter, yeah. you know. And they've they've even blocked like Google Docs. Yeah. You know, offsite file storage is bad, but mm-hmm. You know, they haven't blocked block Spring Note, because no one fucking uses Spring Note. So that's what I've been using lately.
1: And they haven't blocked this RPG form. Yeah, they haven't
0: blocked fucking RPG forms at all. But you know saw a thread is. on there. Occasionally they'll block some RPG-related thing. for And you, you, I, I try to go to it, and the reasons it gives me are alternative spirituality.
1: <laughs> but anyway... Like apparently you know. that's
0: verboten. I guess regular spirituality isn't.
1: Tell them about the thread you saw.
0: Yeah, so somebody, while recently playing some shitty Harry Potter video game... I don't think I'd even known there were
1: Harry Potter video games. There's Harry Potter like, they're, everything. They're, oh, there's a
0: Lego wand. I knew about that.
1: You know what? I've never seen a Harry Potter vibrator, but I'm sure it's out there.
0: Dude, they released one for children. It's called a wand.
1: Oh, right. It lights
0: up and vibrates.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No,
0: this was a thing.
1: Okay, anyway, though.
0: Anyway. Anyway. Um, so there was a thread on there. Somebody played this shitty Harry Potter video game. They started remarking to themselves how much Hogwarts was like a really big dungeon. Like, it's got shitloads of labyrinthine rooms.
1: And loot to grab. Yeah, and
0: it's full of magical treasures. And traps. And, yeah, there's all kinds of fucked up traps and secret doors and shit. And a
1: school meant and, for children. And
0: there are monsters. Yeah. There's, like, the Cerebus and the Troll and a giant snake and a giant spider. And I don't really
1: remember the no it one it well, but there's a bunch of this shit. Yeah, no one really seems all that perturbed by it at the end of the day. It's like, yeah, there's the three-headed dog and everything, but, you know, he's just up there doing what he does.
0: It's just kind of assumed that when you're training wizards and witches, because, you know, mm-hmm. you got to have separate words for them for some reason. they do the same shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's just totally normal to have a bunch of incredibly fucking dangerous magical shit around. It's like, no, we couldn't put that in a vault on the other side of the continent somewhere. No, we have to put that with the children. The mischievous magical children who like getting into shit and are really good. at The thing at that blows
1: my mind is until like the last couple of books, I think like the only person who ever seemed to die at Hogwarts was Moaning Myrtle, and even her death was like a freak thing. You think they'd be having like serious body counts
0: until hmm. so, yeah, then at the end of the book, it's just carnage. all they, the- I know. Well, they they can like put people back together with magical nurses, yeah, or something. I remember that from a movie. Yeah, anymore. but but um, anyway, the Harry Potter. Yeah, so thing. so yeah. they decided that it was like a dungeon, and I guess it is. And that's, yeah, that's that's a cool idea. So they decided to come up with this idea of like it would be. They wanted to, to conceive a game that would be basically still Harry Potter verse, and it would still be Hogwarts. Only that instead of just training wizards and witches, they'd be training like fighters and clerics and rogues and
1: which is a dumb idea
0: it's but the only thing that's dumb about it to me is the fact that it's still in the Harry Potter world yeah that's like,
1: that's primarily what i'm talking about the harry potter world is modern
0: day yeah and also full of harry potter characters yeah. and you know it's just it's got its own thing going on it's really clearly got somebody stamped. on it there's no ring.
1: room for your particular fetish yes yeah. exactly
0: and, you know, was not more fun? However,
1: to the concept yeah. of, a, so I guess, a dungeon school is yeah, something a, that appeals. I, yeah, they,
0: they came up with the, the idea yeah. that, you know, the school, instead of training people just to be this stuff, you know, because that's yeah what you do when you're born with these special magical powers that only you have because you're a magical snowflake. You're so special. You're not a muggle. No, you're not. No, you're not a mundane. filthy muggle. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> So the person starting this thread, thought you know, they would actually have a reason for this, that, you know, they would need they'd be training them to go into dungeons and like the school would basically just be set up as like a dungeon to train these dungeon delver people. Right. You know, so they would go into caves, stab goblins and steal their shit. Um,
1: stabbing goblins 101 going into caves 101 stealing shit 101
0: and you know i i actually think there's a really cool fun idea there like not 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 one to be taken super fucking seriously and of course matt thinks it'd make a really
1: interesting role-playing game and i think it would make a really interesting comic (laughs) like the day i decide who the fuck
0: is gonna draw that
1: yeah the day i decide alt history drama comics set in Southwestern urban centers that don't exist aren't paying the bills like they need to. I think I'm going to make Dungeon School the comic. I really
0: do. You could you could pay somebody. Oh God, no! Don't. I don't no. have. That I don't want kind to go down money. this road because I don't. I don't want us to write it. Either. No, you No. Know, I don't. So we're just going to just, talk
1: about it. And what we want to talk about is if you can. Kind man, of let's un-
0: instead of doing work, let's just wank. Yeah. Let's, let's wank. just wank, jerk wank, wank ourselves blind. Let's just
1: jizz all over everyone's face. Because you know that's school. easier. Yeah.
0: And we got other shit to do. Yeah.
1: So. What I'm picturing, personally, I don't know how you're picturing, but what I picture is this sort of pastoral environment, kind of uh, rural England, you know, maybe even Cornwall, you know, like down in Cornwall, like where it's it's very pastoral, it's lots of trees, old growth forests, things like that, and mm. it's lots of, you know, the roads aren't dirt, but they aren't far off, and everybody's fences are, you know, not that in that good repair, and they've all got bossy cows behind them chewing their cud, and... You know, you have to drive maybe four or five hours from the latest decent, from the from the closest decent sized settlement to get to Dungeon School. You know, the time period—it's not modern day. You know, like every crap role playing game or comic about role playing—it's—it's you know, fake Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. And uh, here at Dungeon School, you show up, and what it is is uh, a farmer, maybe two hundred years ago was trying to grow barley, and he accidentally fell in a sinkhole and died. And when they went down there to get his body, which they never found, they found a dungeon. And not just a dungeon, but, like, the biggest dungeon you've ever fucking seen in your life. Is it worth talking about
0: what dungeon even means in this context?
1: Everyone knows what we mean by dungeon. We don't mean it in terms of medieval castle. We mean it in terms of what you delve in a old-school Dungeons & Dragons first edition classic.
0: When I was a kid, that idea, like, really confused me. I didn't understand why they were calling, like, subterranean ruins and catacombs and caves dungeons. Because, I I mean, to me, a dungeon was a jail.
1: What we're talking about is basically underground labyrinth full of traps and monsters, probably with a wooden chest at the end, full of something you want, being guarded by something terrible. And it
0: might not have a good reason to even exist.
1: That was one of the paradoxes of Dungeons and Dragons. They're all the world seemed filled with dungeons. And uh, no one really knows why they're there. Well no,
0: there was generally an excuse.
1: There was an excuse.
0: But I mean there Not was a, a whole lot work. of you you kinda of hand wave because yeah. this is what you expect. That was
1: up there with you are in a tavern. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. But anyway, I'm picturing that, you know, someone found this dungeon and word got around. An adventurer showed up and Over the course of about 100 years, they they cleared out the upper levels. But this dungeon, really, it seems to go on forever. And for lack of a better word, there are definitely spawn points somewhere in that dungeon because the monsters just keep coming. And so somebody gets the bright idea one day, clearly a forward thinker. He says to himself, you know, these upper levels, they're they're pretty clear and, and they stay pretty clear, really. And then there's sort of a mid-level where everything there is kinda kill ten rats, you know. Nothing too scary. Really good for beginning adventures. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna build myself a boarding school right plunk on top of this dungeon.
0: <laughs> let's send children in there.
1: <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna send out a few flyers, maybe a few town criers, and I'm gonna see what happens. Let's let's ride this pony. Let's see that this That man's goes. name
0: was Gary Gygax.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, a hundred years later, the dungeon school is is there. And, you know, it's, it's peopled with various and sundry, various social classes, various specialties. The curriculum is tailored to your class and some people want to be there and some people don't. And some people are good at what they do and some people aren't. And some people are really good teachers with a passion for raising the next crop of adventurers. And some people just have tenure and stopped giving a fuck decades ago. And, That is Dungeon School.
0: Okay, see, now, my vision of this differs in a few places from yours. Yeah. Um, I was kind of thinking of, like, this as more of an already existing institutionalized thing in the world. Where, Okay, so... Once again, I see it's more pseudo medieval yeah. quasi modern sort of world in the same way that Discworld. Uh, you can disc have world. both. Oh, oh, no, you can't. Discworld. Oh, disc yeah,
1: Discworld is a good way to describe yeah. the, the sort of
0: tone of what yes. I'd be doing Yes, too. yes. yes. The, the tone of Discworld. Tongue firmly in word. cheek
1: kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah.
0: And you know you know what I mean about pseudo medieval quasi modern. Yeah, it's commentary. Like, it's, well, not, 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 I'm not going to try and reproduce commentary, mm-hmm. but. I'm, I'm saying, you know, it's got that sort of, they've got swords and horses and castles and shit. Yeah. But really, when you get down to it, they have utterly modern sensibilities. Like, yes. they're using the trappings of a pseudo-medieval world, of a fantasy setting, mm. to basically recapitulate or to, to, to emulate a lot of basically modern ideas.
1: Cameras. and
0: yeah, exactly. Like the end cameras and shit. Like, yeah. It's that kind of thing. There's magical TV. It's yeah. That kind of deal.
1: I'm kind of on the same page with you guys. Like it I'm might sure. as
0: well be a modern world except for the, the trappings. Yeah. Um, But it's.
1: I'm still picturing feudalism still being in effect, though.
0: Oh, yeah, there could totally be a king. Sure. Yeah. There
1: has to be a king for yep. my vision to really work. <laughs> well, because now what I'm picturing is when I'm, when I'm picturing the dungeon school, I'm picturing like the levels of the students going all the way from, you know, the third prince, fourth prince, because, you know, the first prince, yeah, he's going to be king, not not a problem. Second prince, you know mm-hmm. what they say, you need an heir and a spare, so, mm-hmm. you know, there you go. Third prince, yeah, you know, I guess like, you can come along. Like once you start getting
0: to that third son, they start sending him off to the clergy or something. Yeah, the third you know?
1: son, you know, there was only so much gold in the royal treasury to buy him a respectable position in the army or the clergy, and then then you get to unlucky number four, you know, and unlucky number four gets sat down one day after writing lessons. And he gets told now, son, this isn't a big kingdom. <laughs> and, you know, your mother, and I love you very much. And we think the best we could do for you is, you know, let you seek your own fortune. <laughs> but, you know, don't let, don't let him ever say we never gave you nothing because, uh, you know, about half an hour, by the way, you have a half hour to pack your shit. Uh, Lord Bramwell will be coming to escort you to Dungeon School and we know you'll make us proud.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah that that that's that definitely fits the sort of and thing. And
1: he I ends up of. in Dungeon School but, with a desk next to the orphan, you know, who Oh yeah. the orphan who's suspected of burning down the orphanage and they're all like, "Well, it is a skill he has. It shouldn't be <laughs> wasted. Let's channel those nervous energies. Yeah, there, there
0: would have to be people showing up who are there because they're really good at doing some particular thing, and people will push them to go there. Yes. You have people showing up there because you've got nowhere fucking else to go at the Like, world. you
1: guys know that one really creepy kid in your high school who's, like, super into joining the Marines no matter what? Mm-hmm. Like he would go to dungeon school too. Yeah, the, the ones the one... who want to
0: be there are the ones you got to watch out for because there's something wrong with them. Yeah, right.
1: he's the one who was going to go to dungeon school if he had to walk to dungeon school. You know.
0: But you're <sighs> you're totally derailing me here. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm still explaining the world, okay, the lore, the
1: lore. Okay,
0: so there's a, there's a concept in role playing games, right? I'm going to say it specifically in Dungeons and Dragons right now of a points of light setting. Right. Points of light, meaning like the whole fucking world is horrible darkness except for these few points of light. Oh. Like you know, the wilderness is fucking choked with monsters. Okay, you know, you don't have to go far to run into an owl, owl bear. Okay, you know, that kind of deal. Uh, but you know, there are these sounds few like World of, of Warcraft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You you leave your town and then there's monsters out there immediately. So yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, basically. Um. The, the so. It's a dangerous world out there. Shit is rough, but there are centers of civilization that have their shit pretty straight, because things have been like this for a while, and they have not know how to defend the gays by now. But underneath the whole skin of this world, it's just dungeons all the way down.
1: There's a really interesting Euro comic. that's, this is kind of reminding me of your version. Oh,
0: yeah, um... That Trondheim thing.
1: Yeah, dungeon. donjon, or dungeon. some
0: shit like yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's a right Where it's dungeon.
1: literally a dungeon that's being run in an incredibly cynical matter like a business.
0: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like the whole idea in that one is that they lure adventurers there yeah. to kill them and take their stuff. Yeah. And somehow this ends up being profitable <laughs> even though they got the upkeep on this gigantic maze full of shit tons of monsters and then people servicing the monsters yeah. and training them yeah. and maintaining all these traps. And yeah, it's a yeah. pretty cool comic. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. That's what this reminds me of, But I'm, I'm thinking really seriously, like, there there can be no logical explanation for dungeons on this scale.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, it has to be some sort of cosmic underlying thing or in reality. magic, sure. I, I would say, like...
1: The nature of that universe. nature of reality,
0: yeah, beyond uh-huh. magic. Just, this is the what the actual substrate of the universe is like, uh-huh. you know? You pierce the skin of the world, and it's just corridors full of orcs. Which would actually make orcs a very different kind of thing. Yeah, it so really like would. This. And. there are there, there The white some,
1: blood cells of Mother Nature. Maybe
0: <laughs> something like that. Yeah, like they would not be just another sapient species, right. definitely. Um, with, you know, normal reproduction and culture and intelligence. They could so be Warhammery. Yeah. What, is, I, I what I are like they the in Warhammer? Basically they're spores. a fungus. Yeah, they're yeah, a fungus. They're, they are a fungus that was, like, created. Through genetic engineering of some kind by somebody a long time ago who, who didn't know any fucking better, yeah. And that's why they can like remember suddenly how to build spaceships uh-huh. and fly out and I I don't know what I'm talking about, actually. I really don't know what I'm talking talk
1: about. Let's not talk about Warhammer.
0: Um anyway.
1: Yeah, dungeon school.
0: Yeah. So it's dungeons all the way down. It, it's horrible monster-filled wilderness outside. I can go with that. Basically, to keep their whole civilization running, these nice folks on the surface—you know, the humans and elves and dwarves and shit—they've yeah. got to—they've um, they, got to exploit this very, very valuable resource they have under their feet.
1: I'm actually picturing only humans.
0: I'm not going that way because I'm thinking specifically of doing role play game stuff. Again. Yeah, I know. But, you, yeah, you know I'd be going the same way if I were.
1: I'm picturing humans, and then when you get down to the dungeon, that's when you start running into the gnarly shit.
0: Hmm. Well, let, let me continue with this, and then we'll see where I'm going there. I yeah, think.
1: I just wanted um, to say that, uh, like, it did occur to me there'd be something, if it was, uh, this is like comic dungeon school here, not role-playing oh dungeon God. school. But a comic dungeon school, I like the idea that living in pro- close proximity. Your headcanon
0: and my headcanon. And my headcanon.
1: Yeah, living in close proximity to the dungeon does have some sort of effect on the people. So, it's like Hmm. when you get down to the uppermost layers, which have basically been turned into, like, underground mini-mall village nightmare (laughs) world. Because people now live there. Okay, okay. It's like, the people have been living there for three or four or five generations. That's when it starts getting weird, because shit gets Lamarckian.
0: I have always loved magical radiation. Yeah. So...
1: So, you know how in Discworld, you know, there's too much leak- leakage. High magic fields. Yeah, too much leakage from unseen university. So, uh, you know. And the rats are
0: alarmingly intelligent. The dogs are
1: just talking. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I picture the dungeons, below the dungeons. That, that
0: idea totally works for me. And now there's, I would totally put that in, yeah, in my head canon. Too.
1: There's something that it actually kind of reminds me of, too. Like, I like the idea of sort of the substrate of the world kind of being this endless labyrinth. But at the same time, there's this is only barely related, totally tangential. Just follow me down this path for a minute. Okay, so you are not allowed to be buried within the city limits of San Francisco. A law was passed. What? There What's are, the deal there? There are no cemeteries within the city limits of San Francisco. So at one point, the city fathers in the early 20th century voted closed all the cemeteries, and evicted the dead from San Francisco. Oh
0: so, so why?
1: I, I'm pretty sure they Is needed... Is this earthquake
0: this, related? I or? Think I'm
1: pretty sure they needed the space and the cemeteries were not being maintained and it's starting to be considered both a health Never hazard fucking and unsightly. heard of That's
0: really interesting.
1: So, over the process of a few years after the lawsuits and so uh. forth died, died down, they spent several years digging up every dead body out of a San Francisco graveyard and trucking it several miles out to a city. I think it's called Sonora. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with Sonora. Oh, man. And uh, as a result, the city of Sonora has, like, 10,000 people above ground and, like, a few million below ground.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. The
1: major industries of this town are flowers, flowers, embalming and headstones because everybody who dies in San Francisco doesn't get to be buried in San Francisco. They have to be buried out in this one place where everybody who dies in San Francisco is buried and the only business is burying people who died in San the, Francisco. What the fuck
0: with Dungeons School? Make a comic out of that. Now,
1: there's, with that as a several backdrop, several different
0: interesting ways you can With go. that
1: as a backdrop, Sonora is kind of what I'm picturing the upper levels of the
0: dungeons being. Dude, Fred Hicks tweeted at me. <sighs> I'm going to find out what that's about. He's cool. Okay. Yeah. I like no, that. You, you I could, would you know, never. You in- keep, no,
1: you keep talking. I would never interrupt your flow like that. Oh, you, you
0: just did a little while ago, but never mind. Anyway,
1: I'm picturing the upper levels of dungeon school just being all like, you know, people whose only business is to administer to both the students at the dungeon school and the adventurers who, you know, are far beyond dungeon school. And as a result, they are, you know, just kind of passing through on their way to the real meaty dungeons down below. So the taverns, the blacksmith, the potion maker, the healer, all those people, they've got their little stalls set up in the upper upper tiers of the dungeon. And, you know, maybe they've been doing this for several generations. Maybe they just showed up and you can tell who's been here for a while because their eyes glow and their ears are pointed and their skin is green. Stuff right. like that.
0: I like it. the the goblinification process. It's
1: not even goblinification. I don't even think it's that uniform. When I say Lamarckian, I'm not kidding. Like the blacksmiths start looking more and more like they were built to blacksmith and only to blacksmith from birth. So they're born with these one massive, hugely muscular. Yeah, arms, they're born all
0: fiddler crab. Thing. Yeah, they're
1: born all fiddler crabby.
0: They have beards at birth.
1: Yeah, things like that.
0: That's where dwarfs come.
1: From. and uh, it's just sort of the magical influence of the
0: dungeon I, I can definitely roll with that, that's yeah. really cool
1: and you know, so when the kids go out for spring break if dungeon school has spring break they hit the upper levels of the dungeon and they try and you know, hustle their little fake ass IDs past the, the, the tavern master who you know has been running this tavern for four generations and as a result has beer instead of blood or something crazy like that or, you know, can brew alcohol from literally anything.
0: This is really interesting. I dig this. Yeah. But now, so like I was saying a minute ago, mm-hmm. the reason why the whole dungeon school thing would even be necessary... Yeah. Would be that, now the dungeon being this apparently infinite source of both monsters and gold and magical treasures... Yeah. Um, it It's incredibly fucking valuable. Yeah it's also incredibly fucking dangerous. Yeah. you The situation even on the surface is bad enough that they need the stuff from in the dungeon. They need all, all the, the, the golden resources and magic shit just to keep their civilization running. Right. So it's actually a vital thing to train people, to, go, to train innocent fucking children yeah. to go down there and bring up the good stuff and put down anything that's trying to come back up. Yeah. And thus dungeons. thus the whole adventurer thing unlike most rpg settings is not like this this it's a
1: cast in society it's not this not...
0: this uh frowned upon like halfway between like hippie and pirate kind of yeah. murder hobo <laughs> shitty sociopath <laughs> living in the woods murdering things yeah. kind of uh profession yeah. I'm actually, it's not it's not like you know Oh shit! There's adventurers are in town. Lock up the daughters and me. Uh, it, it's actually a respected profession because it's necessary and it's institutional. Respected
1: is strong because I'm actually picturing it almost hospital-like. Because one of the weirdest things about hospitals is at the very top, you know, you have the fucking neurosurgeon, the cardiac surgeon, these people. Undeniable respect, undeniable mm-hmm. wealth, undeniable power, and when because
0: the, they're they're at the top of the heap. they're at
1: the very top, and people are like, oh shit, here he comes, and you know it's like, oh here comes Thognor the Mighty, oh fuck, dude, can I touch your beard? Like that's how I'm picturing. It. But in the same building, there are people that like file things and move gurneys,
0: infrastructure.
1: And there's all kinds of. There are the people who aren't up there. They aren't the neurosurgeon or the cardiac surgeon. They're the orderly. They're the nurse's assistant. They're, you know... All-
0: okay, I get the metaphor.
1: That's what I think most adventurers are. Hmm. Okay. It's like, I mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I, I'm just sort of picturing people respecting the upper-tier adventurers and disrespecting the lower-tier adventurers and not a twinge of cognitive dissonance, even though they're all equally necessary.
0: I, I could go with the... Uh... With, with other analogies for that. I mean, because I guess almost any profession has that sort of hierarchy. Um, like, like no one thinks much of aspiring actors, you yeah. know, um, for that matter, uh, low level drug dealers ain't shit at all. <laughs> you, know? you need the uh, concept
1: of hood famous explained to you.
0: Mm, well, there, that's the thing. There's the low yeah. level ones. And then there's the, the poster boys for what they're trying to become. I probably never would. Yeah. You know, because it's basically like Amway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically I'm talking about Pyramid schemes, I, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that but I guess the respected angle isn't what's important here. No. That's not really what I'm talking it about. Exists. So much as institutionalized. Yeah. There's an institution supporting it. It's a job it's a dungeon sector dungeon school.
1: It's a job sector. So,
0: the dungeon school is established on top of a bunch of easily accessible dungeons. Yeah. W- a place where the dungeon comes pretty close to the surface. Cleaned out, mostly. And time. has been cleaned out. Like the top few levels of it, they've made it into fucking classrooms. It's that safe. There are no monsters in there unless something happens to sneak up from below. Because, yeah. you know, in a Harry Potter like shtick, that shit's always going to happen. The yeah. hole is going to get loose. Um. Because, I mean, I am still thinking of this as kind of a slightly Harry Potterish dick in that it's like a magical school story, you mm. know, because it, it's going to have to be...
1: I'm mostly thinking about the, you know, the requisite motley crew of students. Yeah, now. and
0: you're going to want to take these kids with with skills and problems and, like... Obligations. Put, yeah, and put their regular teenage bullshit up with the fantastic bullshit they're also forced to deal with at the same time. And like how those things end up influencing each other, and that's what would be cool. Yeah, there'd have to in be in a comic or a game.
1: The princeling, the orphan, <laughs> the fifth generation labyrinth dweller who now has orange skin. I like that angle,
0: and I I am trying to figure out how I would steal that from. My yeah, mind.
1: it's like I just I just think it would be a much more interesting envir- environment instead of like these codified kind of standard issues stamped out. From a mold, elf, dwarf, you know, whatever, whatever.
0: Yeah, but there's if, good stuff from that too.
1: Eh, I, I'm so over elves and dwarves. Yeah, well, I, I was over elves and dwarves
0: a long time ago. Yeah. But for doing this shtick, it actually makes sense to play up the tropes. Not for me. Yeah, well, you I mean you're, you're doing a different thing. Yeah, you're not. well yeah, so We're not. Neither of us are actually doing anything. That's that's. Yeah, that point well, is worth part having. Part of the home. reason we're
1: talking about we this is so we don't have to, to do it. Yeah, I am literally editing or writing two books that are about to close production right now, as well as my own webcomic. The last thing I need is another project.
0: Yeah, uh, that's why we
1: talk about this to get it out of our system.
0: And I goddamn well don't want to get distracted from the game I'm already running.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: but for something like this, if I was going to do it, I would actually play up the tropes, mm. specifically the D&D-ish ones, not the generic fantasy ones. Yeah. Like, okay, so in typical Harry Potter-ish form, I would totally want there to be houses, you know, student houses, you know, analogous to Gryffindor, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. That's
1: not Harry Potter, that's British. That,
0: yeah, that's British boarding school. Yeah. Story shtick.
1: Yeah, head boy yeah. houses. That's British boarding yeah. school shtick.
0: I, I am aware that. You, know, you that's called it not, Harry Potter, so. Well, yeah, that's why this bit would share that. Okay. Rather than emulating American schools where they don't give a shit about any. Actually, I don't know about American boarding schools. There's probably all kinds There's of. There's probably a few out
1: there in New England on the British model. Well, yeah, no, probably. No doubt.
0: Where they have little fucking crests on their little sweater vests and everything. <laughs>
1: I'm not picturing crests on the sweater sort of vest. <laughs> what I am picturing is uh, all you guys who went to public school probably remember that when you hit P.E., like, every piece of sports equipment had, in, like, Sharpie written on it, like, you know, Evergreen Public School, I'm picturing, like, oh, No, no, no,
0: no, my school dude. We just had to bring our own.
1: Oh, well, going to the weapons rack... In Dungeon School. Hmm. Yeah. Property of Dungeon School with, like, just spray-painted on through a stencil so you can't run off
0: so, Would you go know with Dungeon School as a name? I'm totally... Oh, man, I'm getting off track of what I want to talk about. I really would. Because would. So would I was thinking of something like like St. Gary's Academy for Young Adventurers or something like that.
1: No, I I like the idea Just it's just Dungeon School. Like, they never got around to formally naming it. So
0: you're thinking that this would really be just the only one? Yeah. Or I'm thinking that this would just be one of...
1: I like the idea that it's a pilot program more than anything. Mm -hmm. And they haven't named it because they haven't decided if it works or not yet.
0: Didn't you say it was hundreds of years old?
1: A hundred years old. (laughs)
0: Hmm?
1: Yeah, they've only still got the one, though. But the thing is, this is sort of a magical world. After a
0: hundred years, yeah, that it's got that name. Yeah. That's, that is that is going to be its name. Yeah. No matter what anyone wanted to do
1: I like the idea that after much fussing, there was a royal charter granted to it to legitimize its existence. But it's still kind of considered, like, one of those wacky school without walls level. Like, people are all like, yes, well... I don't know about them. They send their child to that
0: dungeon school. What could
1: he possibly Hmm. learn there?
0: See, I think it has to have a place in society for people to end up getting funneled into it. I like
1: the idea of old adventures. Like If if I was doing this as a comic, what I would start it out as is sort of like interview style. And you would just see this dude, this Uh, one-eyed dude, this one-eyed dude missing two fingers on one hand... With a scraggly beard on the parts of his face that aren't scarred, you know, and a braided mustache, and a big, just you know, soup pot of a helmet that's covered in slashes and gouges, and he's wearing, you know, some poor unfortunate animal's a cloak, and he's just sitting there with his mead mug, and he's like, "School! You shouldn't go to school for it. I heard about that dungeon school. What could they learn you there? No, you got to learn it the right way. Just grab yourself a club." And a hat, and you head down to the dungeon. It's good enough for me. It's good enough for everybody else.
0: Oh man, school. There's, yeah, yeah. I can see there's a lot of material you could work with this.
1: That problem is these days is everybody wants to be all soft and sweet about everything. No, I was that. You know what I did to learn adventuring. I adventured! That's what I did. And you know like that. He's just talking trash about dungeons. You see, game. if I was
0: going to write that bit, he would, I would be putting in all kinds of references to older editions of D&D. In it. Like how you expect to die. Yes. That's that's normal.
1: You could still say that.
0: Half of the people I know got eaten by rats. <laughs> <laughs> a, it builds uh, character! Exactly. <laughs> we didn't know what we were getting into and we liked it that way. Exactly. <laughs> Books, you know, like that. But, um, yeah, yeah. What, what I was trying to say before about the whole houses thing. Adventure has really gone down here. And how I would, like, work the tropes, mm-hmm. work the specifically d ish tropes rather than generic fantasy ones, would be, like, the houses would have, like, their signature animals. And, you know, one of them would be a displacer beast. Mm. And one of them would be an owlbear. bear, mimic. One would be a sturge. Maybe a Mimic. I was thinking um, a boule, if you even remember what that How was. How about a gelatinous cube? I like gelatinous cubes. They're pretty great. Because I like that's the idea. Too, the, the gelatinous cube is a little too goofy. No, I like oh, it because
1: no. all the houses should have house songs. Maybe a rust monster, though. So I like you're things. sitting They're there totally and you're forced. Stuff. like You hear all these little off-key child voices while someone matron, re, matronly and approving like plays <laughs> piano that's completely out of tune. And so you just hear... Oh, gelatinous cube. (laughs) Okay. Proud of standing and strong. (laughs) Acid melting sides perpendicular to one another. Wow. Mathematically perfect. All lines equidistant. Sulfuric in your power, melting bone. Wow. Stand that's... up for gelatinous cube house. Home, sweet home.
0: <laughs> okay, that's actually considerably goofier than I was planning to go with this. <laughs> and I was thinking something fairly good. I wasn't actually planning to have like house rust monster. Just, you know, a house whose animal is the rust monster. Oh,
1: house rust monster. And, uh, we bow to the melting finest armor. Oh, uh, what else uh, what what round should be?
0: Um P. Confounding but I don't think
1: Strategy. <laughs> Oh good. Dwarven forged
0: iron Dude.
1: melting into dust. Okay. Even Elven Pauldrons cannot withstand all your rust. Okay. We are house rust right,
0: monster. I, Do I not apologize. Challenge to everyone. Us. Are you are you done?
1: Not really, but you're oh, you're looking at oh, God. Like, what? It's fun to sing the house songs and just picture these sullen oh, children with like their fingers thrust up their noses, being forced to sing for their visiting parents.
0: That's pretty great, actually. Yeah. I like, I like this bit. Yeah. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do rust monsters and shit, you would have to go full D and D with it.
1: And house mimic doesn't. It's like house mimic just sings someone else's song. <laughs> House Doppelganger. House House
0: Mimic would pretend they're singing about treasure chests or
1: something. No, House Mimic would just, like, the choir would come up and then instantly pretend to be something it's not. The choir would instantly pretend to be a flock of starlings or something. (laughs) That's House Mimic. Okay.
0: This is pretty adorable, really. Yes. But, so, my whole plan for how I would handle this as a game Mm -hmm. would be to first make everybody randomly roll up shit yeah because i i I, when when i was a younger role player i I thought that randomly rolling shit was a completely stupid and old-fashioned way to do things and because you know people are going to get stuck with crappy stats yeah and crappy characters that they can't play and and you know and i was right you know that 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 is totally a true thing If, if you're if where balance is a concern and, you know, the shit you're randomly rolling up matters a lot to the game, mechanically. That, that really kind of sucks. And it's also really nice to be able to build whatever the fuck you want with, you know, just writing shit up or spending points or whatever. But still, there is something so wonderful about randomly rolling shit and then being forced to deal with what you have randomly rolled. Yeah. So... I would actually have them randomly roll their race first. Yeah. So I have gone and made a whole fucking giant table with all the races for the current version of D&D. Except for like one, because it's really terrible. Uh-huh. I left out the Bullywug, guys. What's a Bullywug? Don't you remember from the cartoon? I'm sorry. Bullywugs were like these little frog dudes with turtle shells?
1: Nope.
0: Oh, man. i got. I'll find Are a picture. Are you Google
1: image searching...
0: Yeah, I think that's how it's spelled. Yeah, these dudes.
1: See, I didn't have the d cartoon where I grew up. What?
0: Sorry? Are you serious? Oh, whoa, they don't even... Okay, I guess they don't always have turtle shells on their backs. But they totally did in the cartoon. So they're
1: basically just frog people. Does that one yeah, have pierced nipples?
0: Frog. Where?
1: That one right there. Looks like it has pierced nipples.
0: I don't think it does. Why that's, is this frog of nipples? That's a really cool picture, actually. I like this art style.
1: Okay, it doesn't.
0: Okay, I like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, bullywogs are a playable race in Dungeons and Dragons Fourth Edition, but they're is that why everyone's angry? ...punitively terrible. Really? Oh god! If you if we were going to get into the reasons that people are angry about Fourth Edition or any other edition, um, yeah, we'd we'd be here all night. Oh my god! Oh shit! The D and D bendy toys. I had you that got off one. Topic so that fast. one, and I know, and I've got to. I'm going to stop that. Um, so yeah, I made this whole big chart where you roll to see if you're like a regular human, or if you're like a common race, a rare race, or a very rare race, and every one of those is except for the human one. That's like a subtitle, a sub table, and you're rolling that one to see if you turn out to be like, like
1: your table, a shard mind
0: or something, and. um... Yeah, I love tables. Tables are fucking great because getting forced to deal with stuff that you never would have come up with yourself is a great creative exercise. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, you end up with shit that you never would have come up with otherwise, and it's a lot of fun.
1: That's interesting and all, but I have to say I kind of prefer my Lamarckian approach to what lives there. Hmm. Like I, the,
0: I would definitely steal that. That's there's a lot. Of I just bullshit.
1: like the idea that it's all people. Because, all right, I know it's so stupid to talk about this, but... Okay, so human beings are terrible. And we basically made sure we were the only sapient to survive on this world.
0: You mean in reality. In
1: reality. Yeah. And and I like the idea that, you know, it's that's pretty uniform over these... Changed... These worlds that are not our own. So there's only humans. And then they start delving. And just, like, if you are a fisherman and you are fishing the bogs in the labyrinth because of course there'd be bogs in the labyrinth and you know, you are living in the upper levels and you live your whole life there and you marry a woman and you have a child, your child has gills, you know, and maybe the longer you live there, the more fish like your children turn out. Like your oldest just kind of has supplemental gills, but child number seven actually has scales and fish eyes and stuff like that. This is really cool. Like, I like that idea. See? Because I like the idea it's not nearly as easy to, you know, it's not ticking a box. What race are you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you, that, and I think. See, this is
0: something I would build a whole game around instead of using an existing one. Yeah, but this I. This like, is a cool idea.
1: Yeah, I just, I like the idea that just what you do, and if you're, you're a thief, you know, it depends on how you steal and what you steal. It, it affects what you look like because the magic, the ambient power,
0: it's like, this is a bit I would use in a game that I'm actually taking seriously. Yeah. Instead of something this goofy. I don't know. I, but the reason why the whole the whole I don't know dungeon radiation changing people thing works for me really well mm-hmm. is because I like the whole idea of um, like the dungeon as mythic underworld. If you guys Google that phrase, and somebody has written some interesting stuff on it, and like that fits. It feels so right with the whole concept of how Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah. How so? Well, I'm just thinking about
1: when you go into the Dwaymar ruins. If you have the, uh, if you have access to the underworld there, and it's kind of like a giant dungeon.
0: Huh? What do you mean the underworld? I mean, um, that's totally a giant dungeon, but it's yeah. no more underworldly than all the other dungeons.
1: No, it's, it's it's.
0: Are you talking about like Blackreach? Yeah, I fucking love Blackreach. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, exactly. let's not let's not. tangent ourselves in that direction because we could talk about Skyrim I right? like Skyrim I but um I yeah like it, if if the whole, the whole dungeon underneath the world is like this this cosmic mythic thing that's you know the way the universe really is underneath then yeah the, the idea that stuff down there is like that because there's some energy or influence down there that makes things like that and if you're the closer you are to it, the more you become like that. that. That really works. And people can observe the fact that you go down in the dungeon, and of course, it's filled
1: with all sorts of horrible monsters. Mm. And they can kind of look around at themselves, and they can look down in the dungeon, and they can infer that these things down here maybe, I mean, they have no evidence of anything either way, but maybe these used to be people too. Yeah. And, and that's a what good explanation in the for world it. are they doing down here that turns them into this after mm. a while?
0: Eating people, apparently, because that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, they should leave. So there's actually there. There was another giant thread on, and I should say, another giant one because the one this Hogwarts one was not giant, but there was another thread on RPG yet that was giant. that kind of touches on some of these really interesting ideas. And um, somebody, somebody, Google the long stairs, I and mean, you guys will be much interested. It, it's Okay, so... The dog's got a boner. Here, Alden. I have nothing to do with that. Um, okay, the long stairs. Uh, somebody else started a thread that was... Uh, this thing exploded into, like, insane length because the idea is just amazingly cool. Um, I think uh, the way they set it up was that early nuclear testing blew a hole through to uh, some kind of dungeon as like underworld-type bit, like an infinite labyrinth, Um, like in the sometime from the 40s to the 60s. I'm not sure. And so basically the world was faced with... Or no, the United States government was faced with having access to this incredibly dangerous, incredibly horrible and alien and utterly inimical to human life Infinite labyrinth, full of really, really interesting things, and so this infinite, this long stairs game or setting would be about soldiers secretly going down into this place, full of just unspeakably bizarre and horrible things, to try to bring back useful things, and you know, having to protect scientists to go in there with them to try it to figure this place out. It sounds kind of stargatey. Out. Yeah, it's a little bit stargatey, but like actually interesting. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. I I'll I'll will say it out loud. I
1: like Stargate.
0: Stargate was there was there was legitimate entertainment to be had there, but oh man, I got pissed off. Okay, well I'm th- I'm thinking about the TV show. We're I'm thinking, thinking about, about the movie. movie. I'm thinking about watching the TV fuck. show. Thinking show. Oh, like, "Why the fuck, fuck is everyone speaking English?"
1: No, I don't give a fuck. I the like world. Like the, the movie's whole stick
0: was about This one dude trying to figure out how to talk to these people who've been separated from the rest of the human race for a thousand years, Mm -hmm. or or two or three thousand years. And, you know, then the same characters on the TV show, and, you know, like four episodes in, everyone speaks English everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, oh man, it was...
1: My favorite bit in the Stargate movie was that the pyramids were actually a landing strip for a giant horrible
0: spaceship. The pyramids were a landing strip?
1: It's a little sight. Oh, okay. Because the spaceships were shaped like pyramids, but they were hollow.
0: And oh, so they okay, landed so on docking top. points. All right. Yeah.
1: Isn't that crazy? That is pretty creepy. It's incredibly unlikely and weird and bizarre, and I liked it.
0: Man. I, I To this day, I, I, I can't think of that movie without thinking of Like, the retinue of half-naked children that, like, the pharaoh alien had. And someone, it was either me or my dad, commenting that uh, that alien was Michael Jackson.
1: The alien was the guy from The Crying Game. Whoa, really? I'm, like, 90% sure.
0: Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Um, So, anyway, you're looking kind of sleepy. And it was predicted this podcast would end. With you lying down on the couch, saying, "I'm not going to sleep. Like I'm just grand. comfortable." Oh. So, oh, yeah, she's she's now oh. on the bed, and I'm um, just resting
1: my eyes.
0: And she's lying to me again, <laughs> and we're like 50 minutes in here, and so that's a good that's a good way. God knows that's more than anybody wants to listen so to us talking lie about our nterery.
1: And I'm gonna rest my eyes for a
0: minute,
1: and while I rest my eyes,
0: oh, I'm, I wanna. I wanted you to try rolling on my table.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you Well, that's not going to happen let's now because you're on the couch
0: and you'll never get up again. No, I'm on the bed, on
1: the number bed. one, not the couch. And number two, let's make a second podcast and you can actually finish all your tables and we can roll something up. Okay, well,
0: we, we could we could do your... Uh... Yeah, Charlie had this really cool idea to add to the whole table where, you know, after rolling your race, you would roll up while you're there. And that that is really fun Or, like, what segment of society you're from.
1: And there are two primary subsets of those tables. You are attending the junction school willingly, and you are attending the junction school unwillingly.
0: I'm thinking you'd be more likely to roll up unwillingly. Maybe. I I was kind of picturing that as the. All right. I I think. um, We
1: will have. podcast in which these tables are finished, and we will roll up a dungeon school character, and we
0: will wank for you further. Yay, guys! I I, I hope that Thank you, the us. seven people that we know that would be interested in this, um, were entertained by this, yes. and uh, I guess we'll probably I'll talk about this on a hangout later. Um, Good night, all. Good night, everyone.